to be in the house of the Lord this morning. Amen. Amen. Can we stand up and get ready to go to worship? Once again, our congregation would like to thank you for listening to another edition of the Abundant Life Community Church, the Church of God of Prophecy Congregation podcast. The local church is located at 6808 Missouri Avenue in Hammond, Indiana, and we can be found on the web at www.cogopoh.com. And we can be found on MySpace at myspace.com forward slash C-O-G-O-P-O-H. I'd like to thank you once again for listening to this podcast this evening. Um, we had the pleasure of having the Steel Pan Band come out this, this past Monday, which I think this podcast will be released sometime Tuesday or Wednesday. And uh, let me tell you, that was an experience. That was a lot of fun. These guys... Uh, they're incredible, and uh, tune in for sometime this week as I'll try to get a podcast out that has their music on it, but believe me, it doesn't do any justice no matter how much processing I do to this music. There's no justice to it at all unless you see it live. You'll have to catch these guys when they're out, when they come up Sunday, play in different schools, different churches and that, and uh, I'm going to try to get some more information on them on how you can go about finding out where they're playing next and that, but man, they're, that was incredible. Really like that a lot. Uh, this podcast, we're going to have our whole uh, worship. The worship team will be singing, and there's a solo from uh, Brother Wayne Billingsley's a member of a church, been a member of the church for a long time. He's also my uncle. And uh, we also have this, uh, the sermon from Brother Charles Pentecost. We'll have that right afterwards. And I hope you enjoy this podcast, and I hope you're able to sit at home, relax, turn the volume up, and worship if you were unable to do so this past Sunday. So just hang in there and then I think the worship team is ready. We're getting ready to start to play now so we'll just go ahead and let we'll just join them right now in the service. I was glad when they said unto me I was glad when they said unto me I was glad when they said unto me, let us go in the house of the Lord. Hallelujah. I was glad when they said unto me, I was glad when they said unto me, I was glad when they said unto me, let us go in the house of the Lord. Let us 
shake hands with someone and sing that to them. I'm, were you glad when it was time to come to the house of the Lord this morning? I was glad when I woke up this morning and knew that I was coming to the house of the Lord. Let's sing it again. House of the Lord. I was glad when they said unto me. I was glad when they said unto me. I was glad when they said unto me, let us go to the house of the Lord. Yes, amen. I'm glad to be here today, Lord. Glad when they said unto me. I was glad when they said unto me. I was glad when they said unto me, let us go to the house of the Lord. these songs um, that Martha had picked out, I began to think about surrender. 
and what surrender really meant. And for whatever reason, all I really could see in my mind was surrendering was somebody holding up the white flag. And that was a sign of surrender in war or whatever. And um, when, when, the, uh, when the other side seen the white flag, they knew that it was over. That it was finally over. And the person that raised the flag at that point, they knew that it was finally over. And what relief that feeling had to have been for both. But I, then I thought about how in my life, not just when I gave my heart to the Lord, but how many times since that I had to raise the white flag and say, Lord, I have, tr- I have struggled and I have tried and I have done everything that I could do to try to fix this on my own, but I can't do it. So, Lord, today I raise the white flag and tell you that I surrender that. And what a relief that is for me when I surrender that. And, you know, what a relief it is for the Lord when I do that because... He's probably just standing by and saying, you know, you should have done that a long time ago because I could have fixed it for you a long time ago. But I'm thankful that I chose the Lord to, to be the Lord of my life. Not, not to say that I will, won't have to raise the white flag again before evening. But I think that's a wonderful part of Jesus that, that we can surrender and he's there to pick us up. Let's sing, Jesus be the Lord of all. Jesus be the Lord of all, Jesus be the Lord of all, oh Jesus be the Lord of all, the kingdoms of Jesus I surrender all, Jesus I surrender.
That was our worship team with the song service for you. And right now what I would like you to do is just to, in just a moment, to turn off the podcast. And I want you to get on your hands and knees and pray for these uh, people that I'm going to name off right now. And we're praying for healing for these people. So try to remember the names or put them in your mind and allow the Lord to work and heal these people because I know that he can heal. He's healed me in my life. He's healed many others, and I know he's brought many of you through trials and tribulations and that. So that's what I want you to do is right after I read off these names, try to keep them on your mind and on your heart and turn off the podcast and pray for these for healing. Rita Fortenberry, Ken Jones, Bob Grieview, Ruth Chestnut, Randy Bronis, Sister Proctor, Scott Warner, Dina Carter, Delmer Decker, and also pray for other uh, other things that are other needs that are not mentioned here. But remember these names as well. Try to remember them: Lisa Cannon, Pam, and Jason Pavlek. So if you would right now, just turn off the podcast and try and pray your hardest that you can for whatever length of time that you think you need, and try to pray for those and pray for your own needs and remember that. And if you have any prayer requests that you would like our church to pray about, um, don't hesitate to send an email to prayerrequest at cogopoh.com. It's prayerrequest at cogopoh.com. And we will put in our bullet church bulletin so that everybody sees it. I name it off on the podcast and I put it on the website so that your need and the person you want prayed for will be prayed for. So just remember that. So right now, turn it off and pray for those right now and then we're going to right after that turn it back on and listen to the pastor's sermon for this past week i hope you were able to pray really hard for those and now we're going to go right into the pastor's sermon this is pastor charles pentecost his sermon is entitled manessa and ephraim it's based off the scripture in Genesis, chapter 41, 51 through 52. I'll always remember those words. He, he is with us now. I was uh, in the hospital waiting for open heart surgery and they had a nitro drip in my arm they had nitro patches on my chest and on my forehead and uh, every time I'd complain of chest pain they would come and give me a nitro and they gave me too much my Blood pressure bottomed out, and uh, I could see them working on me, but I could not feel them touching me. I was above them, looking down on them, and uh, all of a sudden the nurse said, uh, he's back with us now, and I could feel all the pain that I had before. 
I'm glad I'm still with you. God is good. Glad to have uh, Brother Lawson and his wife with us this morning. He is uh, our presbyter for this area. And we're glad to have him. I'm still enjoying the work that he done at the parsonage. A group of fifth graders was asked by their teacher in a Christian school to look at TV, at their commercials, and see if they could use them in some way to communicate ideas about God. And here are some of the results. God is like a bear aspirin. He works miracles. God is like a Ford. He's got a better idea. God is like Coke. He's the real thing. Hello. God is like a Hallmark card. He cared enough to send his very best. God is like tide. He gets the stains out that others leave behind. God is like General Electric. He brings the good things to life. God is like Sears. He has everything. God is like Al Alka-Seltzer. Try him. You'll like him. God is like scotch tape. You can't see him, but you know he's there. Hallelujah. Do you know he's there? God is like Delta. He's ready when you are. There's some powerful thoughts in that. God is like Allstate. You're in good hands with him. God is like VO5 hairspray. He holds together in all kinds of weather. God is like dial soap. Aren't you glad you have him? Don't you wish everybody did? <laughs> That's something to think about. God is like the U.S. Post Office. Neither rain, snow, our sleep, nor ice, will keep him from his appointed destination. I just thought you would enjoy those this morning. God is, is so good. I wrestled with uh, this message all night, all day yesterday, and all night last night, I don't know who got the most sleep last night at our house, me or my wife, but I know that I was up at 3.30 this morning and tried to go back to bed and go back to sleep, but uh, that was an impossible task. And at 5 o'clock when I did get up, oh, how I wished I could stay in bed. <laughs> <laughs> Hallelujah. 
this uh, message that we're going to preach this morning is something that everybody has to deal with sometime in life. It's not an easy subject, not an easy message, but it's part of life. We have to deal with it. And Joseph called the name of his firstborn Manasseh. For God, he said, hath made me to forget all the toils of my father's house. And the name of the second he called Ephraim. For God hath caused me to be fruitful in the land of my afflictions. In the Old Testament, and it even is passed on today, but not as much, names were chosen to describe an event or a happening. I remember the name Ichabod, the first time I heard it, why anybody would name their child Ichabod. Don't sound right, does it? But the word simply meant the glory of the Lord has departed. And it was, the baby was named that because God's glory had departed from Israel. But Manasseh means to forget or forgive. And Ephraim means successful are blessed. Joseph was blessed because he could forgive all that had happened to him in his father's house. Joseph dreamed a dream and when his brothers heard him interpret the dream, they hated him. First, they hated him because his father loved him more than all the brethren. And when he told his brothers of the dream, they rebuked him. Then they decided to get rid of him. A, and when they was about to kill him, they seen a caravan and they sold him. And he was sold into slavery. But the Lord was with Joseph and he was prosperous 
in his master's house. The master saw that the Lord was with him, and he made him over all of his house because God prospered him in everything he did. So he made him overseer of his household. His master's wife cast her eyes upon Joseph and begged him to lie with her, but he refused. He fled. He done right, but for all the good that he was done, or that he did, he was put in prison. But while he was in prison, the Lord showed mercy on him and gave him favor in the sight of the keeper of the prison so that Joseph was put in charge of all the prison. And the keeper of the prison looked not at anything that was under his charge because he could trust him. Joseph interpreted a dream of the chief butler, and when the butler was promoted, Joseph said, just remember me, but he forgot him. And for two long years, he forgot him. His life was one problem after another, and none of it was his doings. Mm. He had a, a right to be bitter. In fact, I have talked to people in, in similar conditions filled with bitterness. But Joseph, by the help of God, forgot all the toils of his father's house. Not, not at the end, but in the beginning. He could have had a life filled with bitterness, but rather he had a life filled with forgiveness. Now, I don't care who you are. If you live in this life, there are going to be times that you have to forgive when it's not your fault. It's not your doings. You were done wrong, but you have to forgive. There, there is no marriage will ever survive if it's not filled with forgiveness. Woo! Maybe I ought to say that again. You mean to tell me that you think that me and Helen has lived together for 53 years <laughs> and I had to forgive her. But you know, she's never had to forgive me. 
when you live perfect all these years. Hello? It's some, some women would say amen to that because they think that their husband thinks that he's perfect. But not me. My wife knows. Because she led me to a mirror one day. She said, look in the mirror. I looked in there and Brother Lawson, I liked what I saw. I thought that was a cute man she was telling me to look at. But Brother Wood, she said, now there is Mr. Perfection. And she wasn't saying it too sweet. Huh? She meant that I, she didn't mean I was perfect. She meant that I thought I was perfect. But I can tell you now, that we wouldn't remain married for 53 years if I haven't said, I forgive you, honey, or if she hasn't said, I forgive you. It takes that to survive. I met a man, and, and uh, he became a good buddy of mine, and we were very dear friends. I took him in the church, and... and uh, after I took him in the church, he said, Brother Pentecost, I thought you guys didn't believe in double marriage. I said, we don't. He said, well, you just did because I've been married three times. I said, oh, my Lord, about like the baptism. I said, what have I got into now? He said, I've been married three times. Said, I, I have divorced Virginia and remarried her, so we've been married three times. What are you telling that for? Somewhere along the line, if you've been divorced and remarried three times, somebody had to forgive. Hmm? Somebody had to say, I'm sorry. And somebody said it when they wasn't the guilty party. Hello? And they died, or he died. She's still living, but he died after being married to her three times. They died happily married. Oh, God. What, what is God saying in this message? Joseph was a blessed man, but he never became a blessed man until he became a forgiving man. God blessed him abundantly because of his willingness to forgive his brothers when they never asked him. Lord, help me. Overseer done me wrong one time. State overseer. So, I had preached all my life that you cannot hold grudges and keep your victory. 
But it's easy to preach when, you, when you've not been offended. I want you to know, my friend, this morning, I'm not making light of anybody that's been offended because it happens. Good people get offended. Good, good people. I thought I was a good person. And he offended me very deeply. And my wife preached to me. She said, but you got to forgive him. I said, I will when he asked. Hmm? I will gladly forgive him. Brother Lawson, when he asked me to, to forgive, I will forgive him. But in the meantime, if he walked in the back door and I wasn't expecting, I went on the right side. And if he'd go on the right side, I'd go on the left side. I would not shake hands with my state bishop. But Brother Wayne, when I get up to preach, the anointing wasn't there no more. I couldn't preach with power. I couldn't preach with the anointing. So in prayer one day, I said, Lord, why can't I feel your anointing? Why can't I feel your power? Why can't I feel your presence? And the Lord said, forgive. And I told the Lord the same story I told Helen. I said, I will when he asked. But he said, forgive. I said, yes, Lord. I'll do it on one condition. If you will anoint me one more time, let me feel that holy anointing. Let me feel that spirit. I will ask him to forgive me. Huh? I said, I will, I will shake his hand again if you'll just anoint me. The next Sunday morning, I thought all heaven came down. I thought heaven and earth kissed and I was in the middle of the smack. After I got through preaching, I was feeling pretty good. And the Lord said, will you? Huh? Will you? The next time I seen the brother, I run and grabbed him, hugged his neck. I didn't ask him would he forgive me. I said, will you forgive me? He said, for what? I said, because I got something against you. And he knew what it was, but he, he, he wouldn't go there. But that don't make no difference. What I had to do right then is forgive and bury it so God would continue to bless me. You see, my friend, you don't bless the other person when you forgive. You bless yourself. You release an anointing of God. Lord, help me to preach it this morning. You, you know, forgiveness is, is like a healing salve. 
Help me to preach it this morning. You cut your hand open. It is wounded. It bleeds. But if you don't do nothing to it, it festers. It gets infection. It gets worse instead of better. But the moment you decide to treat that wound and you pour antibiotics to it, you put peroxide on it, you bandage it. <laughs> There's a healing takes place. That wound that would have brought death if it had been left like it was when you put that healing salve on it and it starts healing. Uh, not too long ago, I cut myself and I thought it'd get better on its own. So I didn't do nothing. I left it just like that. It got infected. It started hurting. And I finally decided I'll do something about that or I'm going to lose my body, not just my hand. There is a healing salve that comes from God. And when I was, un when I was unclean and rotten, the Lord forgave me and he healed me of my sins. Hallelujah. Behold, for peace, Isaiah said in 58 chapter, I had great bitterness, but thou hast in love to my soul's deliverance it from the pits of corruption. Thou hast cast all my sins behind my back. Why does the Lord cast all your sins behind your back? Because he don't want you to see your sins no more. Hello? It's not what you used to be. We had a woman we pastored in Minnesota. After 25 years of going to the altar, every time she come to church to ask the Lord to forgive her, she was still letting her past sins weigh her down. I want you to know this morning, you don't have to carry that baggage for 25 years. When the Lord saves you, he puts it behind your back. It's over. It's done with. It's in the past. You're not that no more. Some people have to forgive themselves even when God has forgiven them. I pastored... Uh, and since this is going out on the iPod, I got to be careful what names I place on churches. 
somebody might listen at one of my sermons one and hello. But this this brother, he was an alcoholic. He was a drunk. He just he was very mean. He beat his wife. He cussed her out. Many times he took grocery money and drank it. But he called me up one day and said, I want to go to church with you tonight. I was running a revival in another town. And he went with me that night. Brother Lawson, he got saved. I mean, he got saved. Wonderfully saved. You could tell it. And everybody in the church was, was so happy because he got saved. His daughter was, was just a precious girl. And she said, I'm so happy. She said, now if my mom gets saved. But we got her to revivals and we couldn't get her to the altar. She would not come to the altar. And finally one night, she took all she could take and she she got up off of the back seat and she walked down to the altar of prayer and gave her heart to God. And the Lord gloriously saved her. And she stood up. She said, I know the last two or three months, you knew when my husband got saved, I'd be the first in the altar. But said he had treated, said you don't understand, he had treated me so mean. He had abused me. He had beat me. So I decided since he was got saved and wouldn't fight back, I'd get even. Huh? She said, I tell you, he's saved. He's not only saved, he's sanctified. Because I've spit in his face. I've slapped his jaws. I've kicked his shins. I've done everything that I know to do. And said he hasn't cussed me out one time. He hasn't, he hasn't raised his voice one time. And said instead of me wanting to continue, I want that peace that he's got. <laughs> Hallelujah. Yeah. Said he's asked me to forgive him. And I wouldn't. But said tonight before this congregation... I want my husband to know that I forgive him of all of his past transgression because I want the peace of God in my heart. Woo! Glory to God. That brother died a deacon in the church. When God forgives, we must forgive. You say, but, but you preached about marriage, but you'll never survive in the house of God without forgiveness. One lady asked me one time, said, if you'll guarantee me that nobody will ever hurt my feelings, I'll be back to church. When Satan hears that, he'll make sure somebody hurts your feelings. 
But I'm going to heaven whether somebody trespasses against me or not. I'm going to heaven because heaven is going to be worth it all. Woo! Glory to God. Paul said, brethren, I count not myself to have apprehended. But this one thing I do, forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forth unto those things which are before. A great man is not one that can remember, but one that can forget. Hello. If you cannot forget the hurts of the past, you have no future. But listen at this. Listen at this verse of Scripture. This has really been haunting me. Colossians, the third chapter, 12 and 13. Put therefore, put on therefore as the elect of God, holy and beloved. Wow. We're not talking about sinners. We're talking about the elect of God. Holy and beloved. Who, who loves you? The Lord. Holy and beloved. The elect of God. You've got to put something on. Bowels of mercy. Kindness. Humbleness of mind. Meekness. Long-suffering. Forbearing one another. There's some people it's hard for me to put up with. I just have that problem. You don't. Huh? I, well, I won't, I won't tell on, on this individual. I'll just keep that to myself. But if any man have a quarrel against any, even as Christ forgave you, so ye do also. Be kind one to another, tender-hearted. Forgiving one another, even as God for Christ's sake hath forgive you. I love my children dearly. I love them dearly. But I've, I've had to say to them, Forgive, Dad. Would you please forgive, Dad? Any family that stays together in a bond, there has to be forgiveness. Oh, yes, as much as I love little Shania, I've spanked her. Wow. And she told me, said, Papa, you make me mad. Can you imagine that coming out of Shania? In fact, you'll enjoy this. Shania got up the other morning, didn't eat nothing, went to school. Her stomach got to hurting, and she told the teacher, said, my belly hurts. What's wrong, Shania? I'm hungry. 
why are you hungry? She said, I wouldn't eat breakfast. She said, why didn't you eat breakfast? She said, because my mama made me mad. And I refused to eat. <laughs> what are you trying to say, preacher? In all walks of life, it takes forgiveness to survive. You ain't going to go through this world without saying, I'm sorry, or asking someone to forgive you. I don't know how many times I've had to say to my wife, I'm sorry. But 53 years, the anchor holds. Hello? You say, what are you talking about? I'm talking about, I have watched people get a divorce over something so simple that if they just said, I'm sorry, the divorce would have never happened. Hallelujah. We must, as Christians, be the most forgiving people on the face of the earth. Because the Lord says, as I have forgiven you for us to forgive others. Be kind one to another, tenderhearted, forgiving one another, even as God for Christ's sake hath forgiven you. And forgive us of our debts as we forgive our debtors. But Brother Pentecost, you've not had nothing happen. In fact, I think I told I think I told you the other day that I was trying to get my sister to forgive her pastor of something that he had done, and she said, but you don't understand, Charles. Nobody has ever hurt your feelings. I guess if you're pastor, you get immune, and nobody can touch that. Huh? I bought a, a brand new car at the wrong time. You ever buy something at the wrong time? The time I bought the brand new car, my, well, how do I say this? The money in the, in the church treasure disappeared. Hello? Several thousand dollars we had to start a new building was all gone. All gone. So one of the sisters uh, wrote a letter clear across the state and said, our pastor has taken our money and bought a new car with it. And if I was to tell you when I heard news of that, it didn't upset me, I would be lying to you. It upset me greatly. But I knew I was going to have to go talk to her. Because I knew it wasn't true. But you know what I've done? 
before I went and made that trip. I got on my knees before God. And me and the Lord had a talk. And I said, Lord, help me when I go. To go in the right spirit. To talk to her. So I went and talked to her and, and, and I said, where did you get your information? She said, I just surmised it. The money's missing. You got a new car. Where else would you get a new car, bro? Yeah. I said, honey, I'll tell you something. Your brother-in-law took the money. And she said, oh, we ought to keep that quiet. I said, yeah, we should. But then she looked at me, Sister Cheryl, and said, Pastor, will you forgive me? I said, no. She said, why? I said, before I come, I already had. I said, me and the Lord buried that at an altar. <laughs> I don't care what comes, what goes. Now, you, you preach this, and I, I'll assure you I'll get another test real quick. Because I've never preached this message that Satan didn't try me to see if I'd do it. Huh? It's, it's easy to preach what I'm preaching, but sometimes it becomes very difficult to walk because you can get hurt to the bone. You can be crushed. Hello? I'm telling you the truth. And, and you can be crushed by a brother or sister in the Lord, and they don't always mean to do that, but it happens. But who designs it? Satan designs it because he wants to destroy your soul. You need to look right at Satan, right in the eye, and say, oh boy, it's not worth my soul. I'm going to make Heaven, my home. Hallelujah. Even this year, I've had to forgive some folks. And they've never asked me to forgive them. And probably never will. Oh, as honest as I can be this morning. I do it because I've got to have peace in my soul. Another reason I do it, I might have to get on my knees in the morning or even before this day's out and say, Lord, I'm sorry that I've done that. Huh? And for me to expect God to hear my prayer, I've got to be as kind to others as I expect Him to be to me. This is, this is really not a shouting message this morning, but it'll take you to glory. 
It'll keep peace in your heart and your soul. And the most precious thing that you've got is to have peace with God. Lord, I forgive because I want you to forgive me. How many of us here feel like that you'll not make another mistake between here and glory? Huh? I'm going to need God's forgiveness somewhere down there. I'm not like the pastor that said to his church, said, I don't believe in appointing anybody in this church to any office unless they're perfect. Said, you can't hold an office in this church unless you're perfect. So he appointed him and his wife to every office in the church. Wow. That showed, that shows his weakness. That shows his weakness. Probably the way God seen it, everybody in the church was more qualified from, than him and his wife. Hello? In fact, the Bible said, he that thinketh he stand, take heed, lest he fall. Shall we stand this morning? You're listening to the Abundant Life Community Church, the Church of God of Prophecy Congregation Podcast, 6808 Missouri Avenue in Hammond, Indiana. This is Brother Wayne Billingsley. It's going to be singing a solo for you. Pray for me. It's been a while since I've done this. <laughs> but you know what? God is real. And he's passing by us. And I don't want him to pass all the way by. But I want him to stop off and visit with me this morning. How about you? Amen. And I want the power of God to be in our midst. And I want to see uh, God doing a work within our hearts. Because I, you know what? If anything else is in this world, I always want to see people getting saved. Go ahead, Chris. They brought the blind to Jesus' side. Touch me now, I pray. So Jesus led him down out of town and touched his eyes that day. He said, I see men as trees walking. So Jesus touched him once again. And these blinded eyes receive their sight when Jesus passes by. Oh, it always makes a difference when Jesus passes by. The devil Darkening clouds must fly. It always makes a difference. 
day Lazarus was his name His loved ones well For death had crept Into their lives with pain Oh, but someone sent a message As to Jesus did reply And even death can have no power When Jesus passes by congregation would like to extend a warm thank you for listening to our podcast we invite you to find out more about our church by visiting our website at cogopoh.com if you do not have a church home please consider joining us in our worship and service we are located at 6808 missouri avenue in hammond indiana we have services every sunday morning starting with sunday school at 10 a.m worship service begins at 11 a.m the pastor's sermon usually begins around 11:30 a.m and our evening service begins at 6 p.m we also have a prayer meeting and Bible study every Wednesday evening at 7 p.m. You have a blessed morning, afternoon, or evening, whatever time of day you're listening. And be sure to join us next week when we try to bring you another edition of the Abundant Life Community Church, the Church of God of Prophecy Congregation Podcast. Then he died, but he rose again just for me.